Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast, where we discuss all things GRC. The best thing I can do is give people confidence that this is the right conversation to have. In this edition of the GRC Professional Podcast, we will be speaking to Phil Preston, who is one of the speakers at the GRC 2018 Conference, Conduct, Compliance and Consequences, How Compliance Professionals Will Take Us Into the Future. Welcome to the GRC Professional Podcast. My name is Kwame Slusher and I'm the editor of the GRC Professional and the GRC Professional Online. And with, with me, I have Phil Preston. Hi, Phil. Hi, Kwame. Hi. So you're going to be speaking at our conference coming up in October. Um, and I thought it'd be really great for people to get a sense of who you are and you know, what you're about and maybe even touch a little bit on some highlights of what you will be discussing. So I guess we can sort of get started with, you know, tell me a bit about yourself. Yes, well, I guess I work in the collaboration field primarily, so uh, figuring out where organisations can work together. But if you narrow it down a little bit further, I, I particularly work in the space where different sectors come together. So, for example, it could be about how corporates partner with, with not-for-profit, uh, not-for-profits or with government or more directly with, with communities. So I'm always fascinated um, about how you can find the win-wins between uh partners when they're collaborating across sectors and, and I guess in terms of what I do I'm a sole practitioner um, independent so I do consultations facilitations and uh, speaking engagements so it's a lot of fun yeah okay and how did you get into this role well by uh, without giving you all the background <laughs> about, 10, about 10 years ago um, I'd been working in the finance and investment industry for right. For most of my career, so I spent uh, 17 years in the finance and investment industry, and it was a great job, a great role. However, uh, I hit, uh, you know, it was age, I was age 39, and I thought, well, it's time for a change. How could I uh, reinvent myself? So I jumped out of the industry without any plan, and uh, have, have ridden a, a bit of a journey there. And in fact, I will be talking through a little bit of that in, in my presentation at the conference uh, because that actually gives some context into. The, into the area we're going into, which um, uh, is really about trying to get beyond corporate social responsibility. Right. Um, because because in my uh, finance investment role, I was dealing a lot with um, corporate social responsibility and also how investors would look at environmental and social risks um, or opportunities. And, and I found it was just, you know, it was all very much a, a defensive conversation. It was how do we manage risk? It wasn't so much about how do we create value by, by looking at these factors. So I guess my, my journey has been very much from moving from that defensive conversation to more of a value creation one. Right, right. And of course, coming out of the finance industry, I'm sure you have been paying very close attention to the Royal Commission and probably got a start on that interim report that was released last week. <laughs> yes, well, I mean, I, I think uh, it, it proves the point that having a CSR agenda for a company doesn't really mean much when you get into um, things that aren't going well in business as usual. And really what uh, I'll be doing in, in my presentation is, is providing a bit of a framework for, for shifting that conversation into a more positive one. Um, so I think a lot of people are probably sitting there today saying, well, we've got all these problems, um, we've got to deal with a lot of extra compliance now, we've got a lot of uh, different, uh, I guess, regulatory uh, requirements to meet uh, and instead of throwing up your hands and saying well that's all we can do uh, you can turn this into a, a positive conversation so um, one that actually works well for the business and, and is and links to sort of profit value 
value creation and not just about um, plugging up the problems of the past. Yeah, so, and I, I guess from your observations, you've probably seen businesses trying to sort of, you know, make new strategies and sort of change their culture, but is there anything that businesses are continuously getting wrong when they try to do this? Look, it's not an easy, it's not an easy thing because quite often I think companies are, are, about, are battling their own institutionalised structures and processes to do this. Having said that, there is a leadership group out there, and I'll be talking about this again in the presentation, that mm. are saying we've got to really, you know, identify what is our purpose, what is our value add to real people, what are the genuine needs we are serving um, for our customers and communities we operate in. And they're really going hard at structuring their business from the top down. Um, now I'm going to look at five different ways you can think about doing this, um, but the, the really the most effective one um, is, is understanding what your purpose is, making sure it's relevant, and then everything that you do needs to uh, be fitting within that context. Now let, let me just give you a very quick preview about what a global company is doing in that space. Mm. So the global education firm Pearson, um, it's, it's a, a huge, um, you know, the books and a whole range of learning products. They, they went through this process and said, okay, well, we can keep selling what we're selling and go for incremental sales growth, and that's fine. However, what we've realised is unless we're focusing more on learning outcomes, uh, we're not going to be around in 10 or 20 years' time. So we've got to start shifting our, our thinking away from product growth into learning outcomes because if we get the learning outcomes piece right, the product growth will follow. Right. So that's the type of thinking we're talking about. Right, right. Um, and of course, you've touched on this a bit um, already in something you said earlier, but I just thought uh, this blog post that you'd written, um, I thought was really interesting, and this quote really stuck with me. You know, the Banking Royal Commission does have a silver lining in that it provides management with a clear mandate for internal change. And we've spoken a little bit about that impetus for change, but do you think that it'll reach that level of sort of a real sustainable change or do we still run the risk of having a sort of well this happened we change a few things and we sort of fall back into the same bad habits that we had before uh, will it change i'm not sure that's in the hands of, of i guess management and we'll, we'll come down to the quality of management their, their ability to see beyond the bigger picture and also to take their shareholders and investors with them so that's really challenging that um quote i I put in there really was sourced firsthand from someone within one of the major banks in a very senior position um, who was saying, look, there are people within our bank who want to do things better and want things to change. And we've probably been a bit frustrated up until now. Um, and although the Royal Commission is not a good thing, it's meaning uh, that we do now have an opportunity to, to sort of do a reset and do it the right way. Now, whether they can realise that opportunity is, is really get up to the, the quality of management and board and, and uh, I guess to some extent the risk they're willing to take um, but at the same time you say by not reinventing um, you're taking a lot more risk in, in the medium to long term. Right, right, excellent. Um, and I, we generally like to, when we come to the end of our podcast, we like to get a bit of advice out of the people we interview. So I thought, did you have any general advice for risk and compliance professionals who are trying to, you know, build or maintain sound GRC programs and, you know, trying to get that buy-in from the business and the board? Yeah, so, so what um, I've, I guess I'll be talking about is, is building, essentially it's about building a narrative for change. Now, I don't think any single person within a large organisation is probably going to do this on their own. Um, however, you 
you know, some of the principles we'll be talking about, which I've given you a, a short preview of mm-hmm. already, is, you know, you've got to start those conversations and have those conversations. And, and I think it's really attractive because in this environment where life is tough, and I'm, I'm guessing people are pretty exhausted with what's going on, mm-hmm. um, to actually be able to have a positive conversation and, and look forward in a way that's not just about saying let's be good to the community and, and support a charity. This is actually about reinventing the business, you know, mm-hmm. and connecting that, that social purpose to the bottom line. And that's a really exciting conversation to have. And I'm really looking forward to sitting out there and talking about it because it, it is my passion about how you make those connections. No, I'm really glad you said that. I mean, it, it sort of resonates with what um, the ASIC chairman said um, earlier this year in his first, um, I guess, ASIC conference where he sort of posed that existential question to both the financial industry and to regulators to sort of rethink what is your purpose? You know, why are you, what is the role in society that you play? And I guess his idea is that once you answer that question, then that is where the change would come from as well. That's uh, correct. Yes, yes. Yeah, and, and look, and I think the, the role of people like me is not to go out and tell businesses exactly how they should do things. Um, people like me can provide some insights and methods for finding, for helping people to find those answers. I think um, the best thing I can do is give people confidence that this is the right conversation to have. Right. Um, because they're quite often you find, you know, you start talking about these ideas and, and people come up to you and say, look, yeah, that's something I have been thinking and but I haven't, you know, really had enough confidence to start talking about it or sharing it with my colleagues or my fellow directors or board. So, you know, it, it, that's part of the process is, is having, um, I guess, these more interesting conversations between us. Mm. So even if we don't necessarily have the sustainable change we're looking for yet, at least the conversation has started. That's right. And, and I think um, there's a big gap between people saying we've got to have more purpose and we've got to be socially better because intuitively I think everyone gets that but then there's a huge gap between well what do we actually do? Yeah. How do we how do we take that forward? What's a simple framework we can use? How can we describe it to someone else? And um, one of the things we will we'll do in the session that I'm, I'm running at your conference is uh, you know how do you you know, the concepts I'm bringing in here, I'm going to equip people with a way of, of replicating the conversation at a dinner party. So I figure if you can explain this new concept at a dinner party and do it well, then uh, we're, we're sort of getting halfway there. All right, excellent. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, uh, no, just, just to, um, be prepared to be, be challenged. Uh, we're going to unpack several real examples, so it's not going to be academic, it's not going to be philosophical. We're going to get into the nitty-gritty of, of looking what's going on out there. Uh, I'm going to give people um, five different entry points as to way, you know, ways um, that they can introduce this idea into conversations or how um, senior management boards might look at, um, at this shift. And we're, at the same time, we're going to have a little bit of fun, um, so, so be warned there as well. All right. Well, thank you so much, Phil, for making some time for us this morning um, and giving us a bit of sneak peek. Um, hopefully, that will sort of get people sort of revved up for what's to come. Um, Excellent. Thanks, Kwame. And hope to have you again in the podcast soon. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the GRC Professional Podcast. This podcast was produced by the GRC Institute, and the original music was written by Rob Neary. 